0: Welcome to Zen Bites, where we blend ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering mindful entrepreneurs to create a CX focused Zen lifestyle business. Welcome. This week's topic is overcoming limiting beliefs to reach peak performance with our special guest, Lauren Ammon. Lauren Ammon is a performance coach who helps active and retired athletes reach peak performance. So, welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Good, good to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, great to have you. So, Lauren, share your journey to becoming a performance coach for athletes.
1: Yeah. So, I was an athlete myself from the age of five until I graduated from college, D one program at Eastern Michigan University. I was a swimmer that entire time. I am one of the few athletes in the world who was a single sport athlete and enjoyed every single minute of it.
0: Wow. And
1: Upon forced retirement, as I call it, uh, you know, I I went into the corporate world. I had gotten my master's degree in HR following my bachelor's degree in political science, went into the world with so much hope and ambition and quickly found myself feeling a lot of anxiety, feeling unsettled, feeling uncertain. And for the longest time, I, I couldn't pinpoint why. Um, I entered the workforce just before 2008, so late 2006, early 2007. And as we all know, shortly thereafter, the bottom fell out. And I thought for a while, it was attributed to that unsettling time, but as the years went on, it continued. And it was one of those instances where I just said to myself one day, I don't want to wake up doing this anymore. Um, At the time, it was much more dire, it was, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And being in the HR space, I had a lot of exposure to executive coaches, whether it was finding it for the organization, bringing them some training, whatever the case may be. And I was really intrigued by that profession. And I went and got my certification over a year's time. And the biggest discovery outside of, you know, truly learning how to coach someone else was kind of that self discovery. And I recognized that all that anxiety, all that stress, all that unsettledness was because I was out of alignment. I was out of alignment in terms of what I truly wanted to do and what my passions were. And, you know, fast forward to two years into uh, starting my coaching practice. And I was watching the Summer Olympics, as we all know, was in 2021 versus uh, 2020, And it was the night that Simone Biles removed herself from competition. It was also the same night that Katie Ledecky, while she won gold in the 1500 meter freestyle, you could tell as a spectator that she was extremely disappointed and doing everything in her power to mask that disappointment to the world. And shortly thereafter, Michael Phelps was there and... He basically told the world, we have no one to support us on the mental side of the game. Wow. Competing at this level is really overwhelming. We just want someone to talk to. We just want space to breathe. And we just want someone who doesn't want to change us. And it was in that moment that... My worlds collided, my past world of being an athlete and understanding the challenges of getting yourself there mentally, and then the greatest Olympian of my lifetime telling the world, we have no one. It was one of those surreal kind of visceral reactions of this is my purpose, this is what I was called to do, and ever since then feeling completely in alignment of of, of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it.
0: Wow. Wow. So it all came together. Yeah. Nice. So on that note, can you give us a definition or your definition of peak performance?
1: Yes. And I love this topic. The way that I, I work with it on my clients is that our peak performance is defined every single day, you know, really thinking of waking up in the morning and identifying what is it that my peak performance truly is and Breaking that down into two elements in terms of really looking at kind of what is the stress or anxiety I may be feeling in terms of what I'm about to do and the engagement with which I want to do it. So really looking at those two elements for me that's the definition of peak performance. So how do we minimize the stress or anxiety that we feel going into an activity whether that is sports or work or even parenting sometimes or or, or any element of life, and how engaged am I in that? So really maximizing the engagement. So it's minimizing the stress and anxiety and maximizing the engagement upon which we feel we want to engage
0: in the activity. Perfect. And what role do limiting beliefs play in hindering peak performance? Oh, gosh. In
1: my experience personally, and in experience, working with clients, that's the, the crux of it in terms of what are the thoughts and beliefs and kind of moral codes as we will upon which we lead our life and how are those thoughts, beliefs serving us or How might some of our unconscious thoughts and beliefs and patterns that we've developed over life, how are those hindering us? And I truly believe that the limiting beliefs that we carry around with us, oftentimes not even realizing they're there, is what is the root of the stress that we may feel going into something and potentially the lack we feel of engagement towards that right so if the belief is tied to it somehow consciously or unconsciously our stress level will raise and almost naturally our engagement will decline because of that belief running through the back of our mind
0: hmm yeah so the mind is powerful yeah. absolutely sure. <laughs> So I know that you coach athletes. Now, what would you, what advice would you give to, say, a high achieving entrepreneur who finds themselves fighting a battle with limiting beliefs?
1: Yeah, I, I think limiting beliefs are universal. Fortunately or unfortunately, right? I mean, I tend to look at it more as fortunately because we have the opportunity to unravel those beliefs. And the advice I give any athlete or even entrepreneur is the idea of really root through what that belief is. Take time to uncode for the lack of a better term, the core beliefs that you have, taking it as far as writing them down in terms of what are the top 10 beliefs or core mantras you live by, And then going through each one of them one by one and identifying, is this thought serving me or is it not? And if the answer is the latter, what's a new belief that you could try on to see if that serves you more effectively? And I always say, try on, cause it can be really challenging to say, Hey, I've believed this one thing for the majority of my life. And all of a sudden click, I'm supposed to believe something different. But the concept of trying something on, even if it is a thought, helps to relieve some of the pressure to adopt it right away, right? It may not necessarily serve you the first time it comes out of your mind or out of your consciousness, But if you can work for the next week or two weeks to adopt it in a way to see if it actually serves you can be really powerful and if you find that more tweaks are necessary or that you want to modify it in any way then you have the opportunity and the choice to do so
0: Right. yes and we are in control
1: absolutely I i think That is one of the most empowering beliefs that we can adopt as humans. And oftentimes that thought in and of itself is really challenging to adopt. You know, if you're experiencing something that is a a significant stressor for you, it's challenging to look, take a step back and see, oh my gosh, I may have another choice in this matter. But even when you're experiencing a great deal of stress of even taking 10 seconds, to breathe deeply in and out and reminding yourself as you do it, saying to myself or to yourself, I'm, I have a choice, I have a choice, I have a choice. And even being able to create that consciousness in your mind allows you at least a short time frame to say, okay, what other choices might I have right now that I haven't been able to see because of the stress and my disengagement is so
0: significant. Right, right. Now, what are some, say, not so obvious advantages of achieving peak performance?
1: Oh, the not so obvious advantages. What came to mind initially is this idea of alignment and even working with athletes and and even some of my non-athletic clients, because I've had some of those reaching your peak performance based on the definition of minimizing stress and maximizing engagement. What anyone often finds, regardless of where they are of an athlete and entrepreneur is this concept of alignment and oftentimes when we feel anxiety and this is something i work on with clients too is when we feel anxiety something is off right something is out of whack out of alignment completely misconstrued or misaligned whatever word you want to use and when you when you've reached a peak performance even if a moment in time there's this underlying current of you know joy calm peace these states or these concepts or emotions that are related to alignment of even in that peak performance moment of, oh my goodness, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be at this moment doing and sh- doing what I'm supposed to be doing, shining how I'm supposed to be shining and providing my talents to the world. and you know, a lot of times the the concept of alignment isn't necessarily equated to that level of, of elation. But for me, that's kind of a not so obvious advantage of peak performance is that for that, that second in time that you're there, it's exactly who you're supposed to be. And everything you were designed to be on this world just comes to light. And it's almost effortless.
0: That sounds so powerful. Yes. So what are some resources regarding peak performance that someone can check out?
1: Oh, my gosh, so many of them, you know, I think there's um, a book and it's escaping me in this moment. Uh, it's about the idea of flow. And the author, I believe is cotter. And he is an expert in this space. And it's this concept of let's take a step back, right? If you if you speak to any athlete, to say, you know, what was your best performance, most often, you're going to get a concept, or you're going to get an answer of, I don't know that I was really thinking about anything, it just kind of happened. I don't know that I was conscious of anything one way or the other. And it's that concept of being in the zone, or being completely in flow, that adds to this idea of peak performance. And, and, and the author Cotter, uh, I actually just, I, I downloaded this book and I apologize that um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the, on the name of it, but the author is Cotter and it is about the concept of flow, which is really powerful um, and something that, you know, could certainly be a resource of others. I think without going outside of yourself, really identifying what peak performance means to you as an individual. So for me, it is about minimizing stress and maximizing engagement, but that could mean something completely different to you as a person. And identifying, hey, you know, kind of rooting through your experiences and saying, hey, this is where I felt in flow, or this is where I felt in the zone. And doing some simple journaling around that concept of, What was going on at the moment? How was I feeling? What was I thinking? Who was around me? And then on the flip side of that equation, going to some of your quote unquote worst performances of and and, and rooting through the same thing of what was I thinking? What was I feeling? Who was around me and being able to look at those two things in tandem and seeing how they're different and why maybe they were different. And then taking that a step further and really starting to identify what it is your success or peak performance blueprint looks like. And that's one thing that I that I work on with um, clients, particularly athletes, is because they are designed for resilience. This concept of being knocked down, getting back up again, being knocked down, getting back up again. And physically your body can respond to that fairly quickly, you know, barring any particular major injury, but the mind isn't necessarily as quick to respond. So this idea of really identifying peak performance and, and not so peak performance and being able to kind of codify what your success or peak performance blueprint looks like and even keeping, keeping a journal encircling hey this really worked for me today or crossing out what didn't work for you today and then being able to put that into something tangible that you can see and feel and touch every single day in order to find out what
0: it is for you that success truly looks like yes. and was that cotter c-o-t-t-e-r i think it's k-o-t-t-e-r, oh, K-O-T-T-E-R. okay great great thank you Now, what are three books you'd recommend to the listeners and why? Oh gosh.
1: (laughs) First and foremost, uh, The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. What I love so much about this, and this was one of the biggest takeaways I took from this book, is the idea that understandably, we want to root through our quote unquote bad moments and learn from them and move on, right? And so so we're not staying in those moments. We're not living in those moments. We're not living in the stress that those moments created for us. But he also flips it and says, the same principle applies to all the good things that happen to us. And what I interpreted from that is, again, not living in those moments and saying, hey, that's the only thing I'm capable of. And you know, replaying that good moment over and over and over and getting stuck there and not recognizing there could be more growth, more success, more peak performance that you're capable of rather than living in that good moment. So that was a really big aha for me of you know, being able to balance those two things and, and taking the key learnings from all of those experiences adding them to your blueprint your success blueprint and being able to to kind of launch yourself forward in a, in a very productive way the second book is it takes what it takes by trevor Malad. and for anybody who who follows trevor unfortunately he lost his um battle with cancer uh, late in 2021 he was kind of in this peak performance mindset arena uh, for anybody who hasn't heard of him. And he works specifically with a lot of athletes, a lot of predominant athletes. Uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the uh, Seattle Seahawks, being uh, a very notable one. He's worked with the University of Alabama uh, and Nick Saban and their football team. And it's the concept of it takes what it takes in terms of if you've got a goal in mind, and again, this applies to both athletes and entrepreneurs, but if you've got a goal in mind, you recognize that it's going to take quote unquote hard work, that hard work doesn't necessarily have to be a stressful thing. It's just that if you want something big, you're going to have to put in the work in order to get there. And what I love about that concept is kind of just the practicality of it. But what it also helps alleviate is the pressure of, oh my goodness, I've got to go do these things. When you recognize, hey, you have a choice. And if, if you want that big thing, you now have a choice in going after it. And so it's a, it's a statement of empowerment is the way that uh, you know I really interpreted it. And the third is uh, a book called Energy Leadership. And this one isn't necessarily as maybe as widely known. It was uh, it's it's by Bruce Schneider, Dr. Bruce Schneider, who was the founder of IPEC, which is the uh, coaching training that I myself went through. And it's based on the idea of the seven levels of energy and how those influence our life and how we all experience all seven of them. And depending on how much of them we experience, what that truly means for us and What I love about that book is that it gives you language to the thoughts, feelings, and actions that are a part of any performance we have in this world. Again, whether it be professionally or whether it be athletically or any other uh, arena in life. And oftentimes when when we have language and we can give language to something, it allows us the opportunity to be able to give it meaning at this moment so that we can understand it, kind of where it stands right now. And it allows us the opportunity to really move it forward.
0: Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, where can listeners connect with you?
1: Absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So I always appreciate making new connections and being able to truly uh, build those relationships with others i next active would be on instagram uh, at my handle is mrs lauren amon and on linkedin you can find me under lauren Ammon acc that's my uh, coaching designation and then of course on my website at www.laurenamon.com
0: great great well i want to thank you lauren for joining us and to the zen masters i look forward to next week Until then, stay clear, focused, and on purpose. Thanks for listening to Zen Bites, where we just blended ancient wisdom and business continuity, empowering you to create a CX-focused Zen lifestyle business.